Merry Christmas, church family. My name's Derek. I'm one of the pastors here. Good to, good to be with you. Welcome to all of you. Welcome to all of you over in the community center. Thanks for being with us this morning. And welcome to those of you out there, uh, Faith Online. Uh, Merry Christmas. It's always good to be together and to continue celebrating Christmas joy together. So I do. I wish you Christmas joy this morning. Uh, but as we've already talked about in a couple different ways, Michael and, and uh, Debbie before, you know, how are we receiving that Christmas joy? How does that Christmas joy feel this time through this year? You know, we've got this series of messages we're calling Christmas joy, and yet perhaps uh, this picture better represents how you feel about 2020 Christmas joy. The J has fallen over there. There's a little bit missing. Uh, so whether, you know, whether you're here or here or here, or whether your Christmas joy is the first picture or the second picture, uh, I wish you Christmas joy that is found in Jesus Christ. And, uh, and that's why we want to continue our series here um, for the next uh, today and, and a couple of more times together. Uh, one of the ways that we've been finding joy, I think, one of the ways that we've been asking God to help us find Christmas joy is by giving thanks. You know, and, and I kind of started this on accident, but going back to our cele- worship celebration uh, near Thanksgiving time, I, I began to make a point when I had a chance to be up here, of, of giving thanks for things and, and encouraging you to do so as well. One of the ways that we've been finding Christmas joy together is by intentionally asking God to help us give thanks, right? What can we be thankful for? Uh, because offering thanks to God can, can in some ways be a solution, an antidote to our anxiety. Uh, looking for ways to be thankful can be helpful in the midst of difficult circumstances because, remember, Our joy isn't tied to our circumstances. Sometimes we think of happiness more that way. We think, I'm happy when things are going my way. But we want to ask God to help us find joy no matter our circumstances. And so let's uh, let's, let God give you joy as you give thanks, as you look for things that you can be thankful for. Um, So I've had an opportunity in the last few Sundays when I had a chance to be up here to express things that I am asking God to help me be thankful for, that God is helping me be thankful for. Uh, We've been thankful in the recent weeks for God's uh, provision to our church family, his generosity to us through your generous giving. Uh, In recent weeks, we've expressed how thankful we are for those of you who serve and give of your time and energy and your spiritual gifts, volunteering to serve your church family, and in doing so, serving Jesus. We're thankful for you. I expressed Uh, Thanks last Sunday. Among those that volunteer are our elders, our leadership team, and how thankful I am for them. And uh, this this morning, I wanted to say how thankful I am for the amazing staff team that God has blessed our church with. And there's just uh, uh, many people serving in many different roles. We've got our pastors and our ministry leaders. We've got a great office team, a, a maintenance person, all of whom love Jesus and serve you by serving others. And so I'm just thankful for our staff team and, and want to express that. And, and I want to I just say, too, that um, for those of us in ministry circles, in church ministry circles, as we look around the country, as we talk to others in ministry, 2020 has been very difficult for churches and very difficult for those serving in ministry. And specifically, as we, relate, as we try to figure out how to respond to the, the pandemic, as we try to adjust ministry in the local church 
to the changing circumstances we find. This has been a stressful period, and I just want you to know our staff team has worked really hard and to, to continue to serve you and to continue to find ways to creatively glory, give glory to Jesus and continue ministry in our church family, even if it looks a little different, right? Or even if it looks a lot different. Um, and, and so that leads me right into, though, wanting to, to express my thankfulness to you, our church family, because... Um, one thing that our staff team has not had to struggle with, this is a grace of God to our church family, is that in this season, as churches have tried to figure out how to respond to masks and limitations and government guidelines and uh, social distancing, as churches have struggled to adapt to that and, and expressed what, what way they were trying to move forward, many churches have experienced uh, pushback and frustration and division over how the church is proceeding forward with those guidelines. And I just got to say, that's one thing that our staff team is thankful we have not faced. Thank you for your love and flexibility and grace to us. You are loved and appreciated. Because I know, I know that you don't all necessarily agree with everything that's going on <laughs> or agree with everything we've chosen to implement. But as we, as a, faith, as a church family, as we have said, this is how we're continuing forward. We want to gather together. And so in order to do that, here's how we're going to do that. We have, we have overall just felt so much grace and flexibility and cooperation. So thank you, church family. You are loved and appreciated. Um, that gives me joy. You know what else gives me joy? Talking about Jesus at Christmas time. So turn to Luke chapter 2, if you would. Bring your Bibles with you each Sunday if you can. Those of you on Faith Online joining at home, grab your Bible, put it in your lap. We love at Faith Church to keep our finger in the text. We love to keep our finger in God's Word so that we hear from Him. So grab your Bible, turn to Luke chapter 2. Luke's in the New Testament which is the back portion of your Bible. At the beginning of the New Testament, you'll find Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. We're going to turn to Luke, chapter 2. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are all stories of the life of Christ. And so we want to turn to Luke, chapter 2, this morning. Actually, it's the, it's the passage that the Post family already did an awesome job uh, reading for us. And we're going to take a little closer look. So Luke, chapter 2, I'm going to start reading at verse 8. love you to follow along this morning. We'll read a few verses. We'll talk about them. We'll read a few more, etc., Luke chapter 2, starting at verse 8. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and the shepherds were filled with great fear. Uh, there's a there's a Christmas uh, Advent season devotional book I've been reading, and it actually has provided some of the inspiration that, for this series of messages, and I've adapted some of this author's ideas. And this week, David Mathis pointed out uh, that, that uh, you know, at the beginning of our time together this morning, we sang, to, we sang together, Angels We Have Heard on High. And one of the lines in there is, sweetly singing o'er the plains. And he joked, maybe that's how the shepherds look back with sentiment about that. But what God's word says was their first reaction was what? Fear. I mean, Gretchen's post, when she was up here, said it perfectly. That was not exactly what the shepherds expected to happen that night. 
That was not exactly the way that keeping watch over their flock by night went. The skies opening up and angels appearing and the noise with them and the and announcement. So God's word tells us in, in verse uh, 9 there that the glory of the Lord shone around them, these angels, and, they were, and the shepherds were filled with great fear. Fear, it makes sense. Again, this is not the way they thought their night was going to go. So let's keep going. Verse 10. And the angel said to them, fear not. So right away, the angels address the fear. They, they know what the reaction, what they have caused. They know, they see, they know the reaction in the shepherds. And so the first thing the angel, said, the angel of the Lord said to them is fear not. He addresses their fear and then continues he, the angel continues with this amazing announcement. Behold, I have some mediocre news for you that you might or might not be interested in. Is that what it says? <laughs> Notice how I like us to keep our finger in the text so that you hear what God has to say, not what silly Pastor Derek has to say. The angel said to them, fear not. He addressed, he, the angel of the Lord addresses their fear and then continues. Behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Christmas uh, joy is not just uh, 2020 Christmas joy. That the Christmas joy that the angel of the Lord proclaims is not just average joy. It's not just joy with the J falling over in the, in the, in the front yard. This joy we see in verse 10 is, is good news of great joy. Why? Why? Why is it good news of great joy? Verse 11. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, a Savior, a Rescuer, the promised Messiah, the long-awaited one. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Good news of what? Good news of joy. Church family, good news of what? Great joy. The Bible talks about great joy in, in other places too. The Bible uses the term great joy around the birth of Christ, around the resurrection of Jesus, around the great joy around the ascension of Jesus into, the he into heaven at the end of his earthly ministry back to the right hand of the Father. The Bible also uses the term great joy when it talks about the amazing news that the good news of the gospel is for all people. More about that in just a minute. Uh, this author I was mentioning, David Mathis, he wrote this. This good news of great joy, this declaration designed to make the shepherds profoundly and eternally happy, this good news of great joy is that at long last, the long-awaited hope of God's people Israel, the Christ, the promised rescuer, the anointed one, the one that the prophets of the Old Testament had talked about and foretold his coming. The, the good news of great joy is that this long-awaited hope of God's people has finally come. The arrival, Christmas is the celebration of great joy, the arrival of great joy. We talk about Advent season. We light the Advent candles. Advent means arrival or the coming. And so we remember at Christmas time Christ's first coming. 
And, and his first advent, that first Christmas, was not how anyone was expecting it. Throughout the Christmas story, as we keep our finger in God's text and we read about the birth of Christ in, in Luke 2 and in other places, we consistently find these interesting things that this is not the way the promised rescuer was expected to come. What are a couple of those things? How so? Well, number one, in our passage today, this announcement was made to the shepherds on a hill outside of town. The first unusual thing we see about the first advent, that first Christmas story, is, is that the announcement was made to the shepherds. But that is glorious news to normal people like you and me. Because, the God, because God's word right there says that this is good news for who? All people. So God's announcement to the shepherds on the hill tell us that it's for you and I, for normal people. That it's, and, and, as, and, as, and as we continue to read the New Testament, we find out that this good news is for all people, not just the Jews, not just God's people of the Old Testament, but it ends up being good news for the Gentiles, non-Jews as well, which is really good news for you and I because most of us are not Jewish. But the good news of Jesus applies to us too. Is that good news of great joy? And the fact that he, the angels announced to the shepherds on that hill uh, are, is encouraging to us because it's not just the fancy people. It's not just the ruling class. It's not just the rich ones. It's not just the celebrities. God's announcement of the good news of Christ, the birth of the promised rescuer, is good news of what? Great joy, Great joy for who? All people. All people. Verse 11, let's keep going. Verse 11, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. This is another one of those unexpected things. When, 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 the, when God's people were looking forward to the arrival of the promised rescuer, the Messiah. They had things in mind and things they expected and things they didn't expect. And so there was this announcement to the shepherds as one unexpected thing. And now we read that the promised rescuer, they'll find him as a baby, swaddled and in a manger. The, the Christ, the promised rescuer, the, the savior of the world is a baby? Unexpected. Unexpected arrival, good news of great joy in an unexpected package. And we're going to talk more about verse 12 uh, next Sunday. So let's continue for now, verse 13. And suddenly, with this first angelic messenger, with the angel of the Lord, and suddenly verse 13 tells us that there was, with that first angel, a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace among those whom he is pleased. We remind each other all the time here at Faith Church that the gospel is the good news that, G that God rescues sinners like you and I through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. We remind ourselves consistently of this, this, this critical message of, of, of the whole Bible that's in your lap. That the gospel is the good news that God rescues sinners through Jesus. And that good news 
is to, we've said it over and over this morning, it's to who? All people. This good news is to you. And the verse we just read says that God has peace to you through Christ. But what does that verse we just read say about the glory? Where does the glory go? The glory goes to God. Good news is to you. Peace through Christ is to you. But the glory is God's. He gets all the praise, all the worship, all the honor, all our respect and our awe. Because, it, because when we consider the good news of the gospel, it's not about me. It's about Jesus. When we consider the good news of the gospel, it's not what you can do or how you can match up or how you can perform or behave or please God in some way. It's not about me. It's about Jesus. It's not about what you've done. It's what Jesus has already done. That's the good news of the gospel. It's not about us. We sang, uh, when we sang Angels We Have Heard on High, we, we sang Gloria in excelsis Deo. And maybe we just sing along because we've been singing it for a long time? Or do we know what we're singing? Gloria in excelsis Deo is the words that we just read in God's word, the words of the angelic multitude, glory to God in the highest. We have good news that comes to us. We have peace through, through Christ that comes to us. And as a result, we... we Give all the glory to our great God. Glory to God in the highest. Verse 15. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. This is what we have an opportunity to do this month. Church family, at Christmas time, we have the opportunity to do what the shepherds are doing there in verse 15. Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's go to God's word. Let's go remind ourselves of the story. Yes, the story that perhaps we've heard over and over for many years. But let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened that the Lord wants us to know about. Are you with me on that? We're going to use this December wisely to go and see what God has done. That first Advent, that first Christmas, the shepherds went to see the baby, the one that was the promised rescuer, the savior of the world, God in the flesh. The, the shepherds went to the manger, to Mary and Joseph's side, to see what God had told them about the arrival of of great joy. And they had a chance. We sang these words in Angels We Have Heard on High. We sang, Come adore on bended knee. The shepherds had the opportunity to come adore on bended knee. And you know how they came away? You know what the result was? When the shepherds heard this announcement from heaven, when they went to Bethlehem to see what God had done, when they had a chance to adore the arrival of great joy on bended knee, what was the result for them? How did they come away from this experience? Look down with me at verse 20. 
And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. So friends, church family, as you and I reflect uh, this Christmas season, as you and I consider Jesus, as you and I go to Bethlehem, so to speak, to see what God has done, my prayer is that the reason for our Christmas joy, as we discover Christ, as we discover the reason for our Christmas joy, my prayer is that our response would be the same as that of the shepherds, that we would go away glorifying and praising God for what he has done for us. Father God, we thank you for an opportunity this morning to study your word. We thank you, Father, for an opportunity to gather together as a church family, to sing, to pray, to rejoice, even even when we are struggling with 2020 Christmas joy and an overturned letter J or a a mediocre thumb to describe our, our, our life. God, even in these circumstances, we come to you thankful for all you have done for us through Christ. So, Father, this Advent season, I pray that you would help us to go to Bethlehem, so to speak, that we would have a chance to adore the arrival of great joy, the arrival of your Son, that we would have a chance in the coming days to adore on bended knee the arrival of Jesus, what we celebrate at Christmas. Father, our God, I pray that these, this pondering and this reflection would increase in us, in, in, increase in us a, a joy and increase in us an awe and a wonder at your great love for us, shown to us by sending your Son to live and die and be raised again so that we too can have life with you, can have life now and life forever. God, I pray that we would glorify you that, that, that for the joy you've given to us, for the good news that you have proclaimed to us, for the peace that you bring to us despite our circumstances, I pray that our lives as a result would glorify you, that we would praise you for all we have heard and seen. And so as we continue to celebrate this morning, as we continue to celebrate the arrival of great joy, the arrival of your son, we sing, we give our gifts, we say our prayers, we live our lives all for your glory, all out of gratefulness for what you have done. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.